I apologize if I sound weird or start to sound weird because I just sneezed a whole bunch of times. I have this like thing. I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but I either sneeze three times or like 30. Oh, I think I remember maybe talking about this. Man, like the other night I something I was holding one of my cats. That's what it was. I got some cat hair up in my nose and (laughs) easily 25 sneezes. Just, I mean, in in about a minute. Like, it's just one after another, and it's a terrible feeling. So, if I sound bad, I apologize. That's why. I'm just Hmm. sneezy. How are you guys? Good morning. morning. What what were you sneezing from this morning? I don't know. Breathing? I'm not really sure. Just (laughs) started sneezing. Yeah, it was it was it was the three variety, so it wasn't terrible. Yeah, okay. I was just just That'd doing a, a general health health check here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I just I just sneeze sometimes. I'm not sure. I why. got a little bit of a cold this morning. I started with two days ago, and I thought it was gone, but now it's back a little bit. <clears throat> so I'm a little bit nasally myself. So I apologize in advance. It's okay. We still. Love so I'm going to be muting a lot just to blow my nose and stuff. I must say that the, watching the clips are interesting. The clips that came up this week, a lot of people love the clips of me talking about my dad, which was great. Sometimes I see those clips and I want to throw my phone in the toilet. But it wasn't this week. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. I just I forget half the things I say on here and I watch. I'm like, did I just say that? Oh, my God. Oh, man. I forget 100% of the things I say on here. I'm gonna people bl- I'm send gonna, us messages and like, uh, I'm like, what? I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so not only am I reminded of them, I get to see myself with sleepy eyes talking about them in my groggy voice. No, but it was—they're really nice, and I got lots of compliments about you know the things the things we talked about about my dad. So it was really sweet. So uh, it's just a general thank you to everybody that's sent beautiful, kind messages, and you know, a lot of the fans knew my dad personally, so they shared stories of when they met him that I didn't even know. Which was really nice, you know. My dad oh, would bump cool. into fans all the time on Long Island, and they would not recognize him and talk to him. So that's really sweet. So thank you for that. And for those that are curious, the ceremonies on December eighth, which would be today, Towers Funeral Parlor is going to be two viewings in the afternoon and then in the evening, and then tomorrow we have a family thing. So it's basically tomorrow, meaning the Saturday after. But <clears throat> that's it. And uh, the reason a lot of people went to the Towers Funeral Parlor last Friday thinking that was the timing would have been exactly one week later. But it was logistics with my brother and his kids from California. And that's that's really what it was all about, logistics. And when everybody can get it together to come at the same time. And that's why. Gotcha. But besides that, I had a pretty busy week, even though I haven't been doing too much social media. I kind of got... I got... Uh, the other night, I, I was making a part for one of the bells that I made. And I did a long little story about how I to make the the toggle at the top that would hold the shackle. So I did a long story on that. That was fun. Remember, like three years ago, I said I want to make a bell. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. now now I've made three in various states of <laughs> looking good. One one being horrible, and one being pretty pretty okay. One in the middle being a lot of pop marks and stuff. I haven't been showing them off too much. Well, I showed the ones off just a couple of days ago because they didn't have the inscription in them. They get an inscription in them, which is a, for a ceremony that takes place next week. And last night I peeled, I had it in the etch, and I pulled it out of the etch, and it was nearly perfect except for one letter had a leak under it. So when the etch gets under the letters, it etches everything it touches. So the letter, there's a, the date is on it. So the, the, the 3 and the 23 has like a, big pock mark on it but it looks like something that was recovered from the ocean that's really you know what can you do hmm. that's uh the bell is about a ceremony that has something to do with the ocean so i'm not getting paid for it it was really just me volunteering my time and so the the one that i showed my friend who requested i make it he's like see if you can get it better and so that's when i started monday morning by casting a whole new one polishing it that day and etching it last night. So in two days, I did what it took me weeks to do because then I was... The most important lesson in all of it is having fumbled my way through all of it, now having the tech to be able to go, okay, today I'm going to make a bell. And I did it. Whereas three years ago, I said, I want to make a bell. And I had no idea where to go with it. I was super nervous. And I say it all the time. If you're not jumping into a project 
there's something unconsciously that you're afraid of. Most often it's unconscious. Hmm. Sometimes it's very conscious. But there's something in the process that's scaring you. And there was a lot to this process that was scaring me. Even right up until Monday morning when I had the mold ready, I made the mold out of Petrobond and packed the mold, flipped it over. I was all working alone because there was nobody around. And the the mold gets heavier and heavier. And this mold might be... 60, 70 pounds of sand in this big, huge box. It's like at least one foot in each direction. And flipping it over and hoping the mold doesn't collapse inside because there's a big cavity cavity in there. Getting it ready and then melting the bronze. And then Mike, my guy who, who work, who's working on my barn, my neighbor, Mike drove by the barn because he was working at the back barn. So I said, Mike, you got about an hour? He's like, yeah, why? What's up? I was like, can you help me pour this bell? He's like, yeah, sure. So he got all excited to help me. And, and he, he had a little bit of experience doing so on a smaller scale. So he was, he was always very helpful. He's a great guy. And so Mike hung out with me and I was thinking in my, t- my head, like, how can I pour about 20 pounds of bronze alone? It's usually a two man operation. I'm like weighing it out, thinking about, and then he showed up. So that was, that was fun that he helped me. And, uh, so there it is. So the long and short of it is gathering information, gathering knowledge is just, it's incredible when you have it. And it's scary when you don't. And you know, sometimes you know what you know, and sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And if there's usually a hiccup in a system, it's usually because you're just not confronting the whole picture. It happens hmm. to me all the time. Well, it's interesting because like you do, I know you do some things multiple times, but like most of us... <clears throat> A lot of the things you do, you do them one time, and then maybe you won't do it again for multiple years or whatever. But this one, you've been you've been like incrementing on incrementing on yeah. a little bit, and you know you've been able to like solve and then immediately go back or pretty closely go back and do it yeah. again. And that's yeah. that's a big benefit that I guess we none of us really get very often with what we do. Well, you know what it is. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I was challenged by my buddy Mike, who who. For lack of a better term, he ordered this for for the ceremony, and I, I said, "Okay, cool. I'd have been wanting to do it. This will be a perfect excuse to do it. It's a, a somewhat of a prestigious event, you know. It's it's a historical event that we're going to be involved in." And he invited me to come to the event, and I'm going to be the guy that's going to have to explain the pockmark on the number three to every single person that walks <laughs> up and's like, "Wow, you made this spell." I'm like, "Yeah, but you see, the number three is really, you know, I, it's like I, I, I and they're like, no, it looks great. You know, I'm going to forget every other thing I did, except for the little pockmark on the number three. <laughs> explain it to 400 people in two weeks. You shouldn't <laughs> even be mentioning it here. I know, no, well, that's you know how it is. It's like. Yeah. It, you, you do like a beautiful inline. You're like, this one piece didn't fit perfect, so I had to fill it with resin. I'm like, that's great. I didn't even notice that until now that you pointed out. That's all I see. But the, uh, so the, being pushed against the wall got my fire going, whereas I would have been like, eh, I'll do that one day when the mysterious hiccup figures itself out, which it never would have. Right, yeah. Because I didn't challenge myself. So, And then... So I learned three processes uh, in doing this. The old traditional method of the sand one is the one that I ultimately, for me, was successful. The first one was a failure. I was trying to cast the bell with all the inscriptions raised on it, and that didn't work. I was trying to do a full-on lost wax technique, like a proper bronze cast. And the method I was using was for making jewelry, anything under like one pound. And here I'm trying to cast something that's like 15 pounds. So the mold kept breaking, and the, the... the melted bronze would pour out of the cracks. If, in fact, we, we were mixing up the, we were melting the bronze and Mike was helping me at the time, my friend Mike, who ordered the bell. He goes, you think we have to worry about those cracks? I go, it'll be fine. It'll probably cool off right when it hits those cracks and seal up. We, we put in like 15 pounds of bronze just seeped through a tiny little crack. It just made a huge puddle. Just like it came right out like oil and like just started a fire on the grass. And like, I guess that's, I guess the crack is really important to close up, I guess. <laughs> so that was a failure. <clears throat> but then the, the third process, so that was a big chunk of plaster with a negative in it that I baked out in the kiln. But the proper way to do bronze casting is to take a, a wax figure or whatever it is with all the sprues on it for, for, for casting and the cup at the top and dip it into a slurry and create a ceramic shell around the whole thing so that when you finally bake it, you have 
let's say it's the shape of a snowman. So when you're done, you basically have this, the shape of a snowman. The mold is, looks like the shape of a snowman, but it's a quarter inch thicker. It's like a coffee cup. Once it's all baked and all the wax is baked out, now that is a proper mold for bronze casting. And then once the bronze cures, once you pour it in and it cures, you just chip it off with a chipping hammer. And then that's the proper way. So I'm getting a five-gallon bucket of the two-step process, two five-gallon buckets of the two-step process to make those type of molds. So now it's pushing me in a whole new direction, which I didn't expect to go in. I didn't think I could properly do that with my facility here. And after looking online and seeing some other people doing these small scale ceramic castings, I said, there's no way I can't be, there's no way I shouldn't be able to do that. And so I ordered up. Are you doing that for the bell or for just something? I I will try it only because it's just like a challenge at this point. Uh, But it's not, it's not necessary. It's just really for anything else. I have other ideas Mm -hmm. I want to do. Gotcha. The first thing I do want to do is years ago, uh, Somebody put out a thing called the No Lathe Pen Challenge. Everybody had to make a pen out of something with no lathe. And I made a little clay sculpture of a man that's standing with his arms out. Like it's like a little like molded. It almost looks like it's kind of stop action, stop animation. And I want to take the original casting I have of him, make him in wax and do a couple of bronze castings of him. So that's going to be the first project. It's small, obviously. It's the size of a pen with arms and legs. So that's a simple little casting that I could do without uh, a two-man pour, just a few ounces. So I, I, I'll probably experiment with that just to get my, my toes in the water there with that type of ceramic molding. And it's small enough. It can go in the kiln easily. I'm not set a two-man pick them up and drop them off. So I'm going to start with that. So I'll show all that process as I get into it. But I wouldn't have got into that. I wouldn't open that door if I didn't go down this route with the whole challenging myself on the bell. And I wouldn't have turned the corner if Mike didn't say, hey, can you make me a bell for this ceremony that's coming up for this historic moment in time? I was like, wow, I'm honored you asked. I said, I don't think I could do that. He goes, yeah, you'll figure it out. I said, okay. (laughs) And so here we are. And it's funny. I showed him bell number two the other day. And he goes, it's pretty good. He goes, make another one. And I was like, oh. <laughs> now you You're know awful demanding it. here. He goes, he goes, you know how to do it. Now make another one. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. And I have to hand them off to him. This He's going to be at my dad's ceremony, so I have to hand them off to him then. And I was like, all right, I'll have it for Friday. And that's why I jumped right into it early this week. That's the story. I'll send you guys pictures of the inscription. <clears throat> awesome. David, what, uh, what have you been up to? I got a few things going on. I'm finishing up a video now of um it was supposed to be ten Christmas gifts you can still make before Christmas. And oh. it turns out it's a little hard to design and make ten different things in three days. So <laughs> uh it's probably gonna be seven or eight things you can make. Ten just sounds better in a thumbnail, but uh um it's it's funny even if you're doing little little crafty gift things i always underestimate how long everything is going to take and so that's the video video or finishing up this week that'll be out this weekend and then uh, at the other house i was going to start the bed for the bedroom that we're working on but the bathroom renovation is going faster than expected and the guy that's working on it has it down to the studs. And so I got to make the vanity for that. So I got to switch gears and make the vanity for that bathroom. And the floors in the house just got all refinished. And so I really couldn't go over there for like a week and a half while he was working on it. And then the smell of polyurethane was so bad. I couldn't stand being there for more than 10 minutes. And that's... Uh, oh, and then, um, so for the, uh, for that budget shop, I bought a bunch of tools, uh, a few, a couple months ago I did a, I bought a bunch of cheap Amazon tools. And one of those tools was a Wen circular saw. And I was very surprised on how well built this cheap circular saw was. And it's one of the cheapest circular saws you can get on Amazon. And then some people left some comments saying, Wen makes some really good stuff. You should look how into cheap, more of the tools i don't remember um like 30 bucks or like 100? no it was more more than that um but I, I, it was a corded one too so right. um and a bunch of people are like one makes some really good 
budget-friendly stuff. And so I went and I bought all the Wen tools, like like table saw, planer, joiner, uh, miter saw, a bunch of other things. And I just it's go- all of those are going into the the budget shop. But I'm going to do a video kind of like reviewing all of them. And so that'll be that'll be kind of fun. I I've got some good use with the table saw. We were for the Christmas gift stuff. I wanted to use some inexpensive tools just to kind of show that anybody could do this with a few basic tools. So I've been using the one table saw and it's so weird coming from the big luxury saw stop table saw to working with a little contractor saw, which I don't have a lot of experience with. And it's really hard to get the the fence in the perfect spot. And then when you're angling the blade, like the, the saw stop, you can just crank it until you get the perfect angle. Uh, angle and then lock it down with the contractor saw you got you're physically moving this thing in a, a, oh, yeah. a in a radius yeah. and then lock it down and it's and i got that little digital angle gauge on the blade and it's so hard to get it right on the right on the nose and the the the, the worst thing about them is that you're always pushing them around yeah the material you gotta yeah. lock them into something or screw them to something yep. otherwise you push them and they just push away and the Things that you don't think about, like the edges are sharp. And so like you nick your hand on something and you're like, ah, you know, and, and the saw stop, everything is smoothed over. You know, it's, it's really is a luxury table saw. Um, and then, uh, what were some of the other things I, I, I was taking notes while, while working with it, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's what's going on. I've, uh, I'm going to review a bunch of cheap tools from the perspective of a very privileged fancy tool guy. Interesting. So I have a question about the review thing Mm -hmm. or, you know, your thoughts on this. So I was talking recently with somebody about review videos and how I feel like there's a place I've never, I've never really done a review video. I mean, I, I put together a 3D printer along like many years ago and kind of showed the process, but it wasn't really a review as much as just build process or something. But so I was talking about review videos and how I think there's potential for me to do, to talk about certain tools that I'm using in, in like the review context, but it feels like doing what I see as reviews by other people wouldn't fit on the main channel. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, yeah. but the thing I watch, I just, oh yeah, that's the, the yeah, wind that's, that looks like it's the one Jimmy. So the, the thing that I see other people do as a review is not really what I would think would fit with us, but I feel like there's some value in me talking about the experience of yeah. using a thing. And, and I'm trying to figure out exactly what that looks like, whether it's just a straight, like I'm going to review this object or if it's, let's talk about these types of objects and I'm going to happen to talk about this one in my context for it or whatever. So Forby and I had a big conversation the other day about how that would work and where that would go. Because my, my first tendency is like to protect our main channel and not do anything there that I absolutely know is not going to perform. I mean, a lot of stuff doesn't perform, but I think it might. But I don't want to put something there I know is not going to perform. But then his perspective was, well, make it in a way that is more intriguing to people and doesn't look like a straight, you know, yeah. object X review. Yeah. So what is your, how, how are you going to go about that? Like, what's, so, If you have all these tools that are all the same color, they're all the right. same brand, and right. you're going to be like, here's what I think. How do you do that? Well. I'm not really a review person either. I've I've done very little reviews on my channel over the last 10 years. And I I'm I'm and I'm not going to do a straight review. And I've got this series on my channel called I bought where I buy the cheapest tools on Amazon. I bought the cheapest tools on Timu or I bought every Facebook ad and they do well. And I think they do well because it's kind of a spectacle like, Oh, this dude bought every single Facebook ad. So there's the, there's that hook with that. And so my, over the top, it's over the top. (laughs) Right. And 
we are in a position where we can do that. That's our that's our unfair advantage is because we, right. yeah. you know, we will get a hundred thousand views or more on these on these videos. We are making money. We're getting AdSense. We have we have that privilege of doing that. So we have that unfair advantage of being able to do that. So I'm taking that kind of approach with the one tool. I'm not making a video just on the table saw. I'm making a video on their entire product line. Nobody's done that. Anybody can buy a $150 table saw and make a review on it. So not many people can buy all of them. I'm talking like I'm so privileged, but I, and, and I, and I get that, but, and so that's how I'm making it into a spectacle. There's, um, I'm picturing like cribs and all your tools like in your parking lot and your, and your yeah. curved driveway and you're like yeah. walking up on them with a big wire. He's like them. laying in bed and his bed's covered <laughs> in power tools. But there's a purpose of me getting me, me buying these cheap tools so it can all go into the budget. So they're actually serving a purpose and not just like I'm not just wasting money and and, and um and that and then there's my own perspective on this because I do have big tools. I normally work with big tools in a nice shop. This a lot of times when you see a review on a product, it's coming from maybe somebody who is a little bit more budget friendly, or maybe it's somebody who um you know, if you're doing a review on a 3D printer and you, all you do is 3D printers, you're going to watch that review because that dude's an expert on that. Or um, it, it's we're all going to have our, our own unique perspective. Plus, the reason these are going, the reason I would suggest putting it on the main channel is, and it gives me more time to work on the bigger projects. Sure. You know, yeah, a that, bathroom and that's vanity, part of my thinking too. Yeah, a bathroom vanity is not something that I can just make in two days and then move on to the next thing. This bathroom vanity is going to take a week or two, and doing a simple video that I can shoot in an entire day gives me more time to work on the bigger projects. And I have found that people project-based videos people want to see bigger stuff and not the smaller stuff so my little crafty things that i've done for 10 years crafty projects don't work anymore that's why i'm doing 10 of them for this christmas video it's more of a spectacle and so i you have a an amazing unique perspective i would just use that for your reviews and maybe figure out a way where you're not calling it a review you know it's it's your I think that's it's a your big take part on something of it is yeah, the expectation that goes with that word is yeah, probably the yeah. thing that I internally want to push back on, you know, or I'm not comfortable with. So yeah, that and a review sounds just, boring. Like a, a, a review video is usually a utility. Like I'm going to buy this tool. I'm going to find a review on it. I want to see how it works, and I don't want to make a boring video. I want to do something I'm excited about. So you know, you, you I try to find that 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 angle that's going to work for me and also for my audience yeah so one of the, the reasons uh that this is this come up to me recently is because i got a couple of new 3d printers i don't know it's probably been six months ago or something one of them i ordered <clears throat> like two years before that and it finally showed up and it's gigantic it's like the biggest printer i have ever had by a large margin and it's fantastic like it works perfectly every single time is great. And so I really want to tell people about why I legitimately, like I paid a lot of money for this printer and I'm so glad that I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, let's see how far I can push this thing. It's like, wow, this thing blows me away. I want other people to know that it's worth the money. At the same time, I got a printer from um, a company that just, they reached out and they said, hey, can we send you this printer for you to try out? No expectation. You don't ever have to talk to us again. <laughs> the end. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, I guess so. Because it was one I was curious about. It's also fantastic for an entirely different set of reasons. And so, you know, that got me thinking about, like, these are both good things that I acquired different ways for different reasons and it feels like I should be telling somebody about my excitement about them rather yeah. than just like, I'm just going to hoard these printers and like hide them and do, you know, and like occasionally show them in a thing. And <clears throat> I think because I have these two machines that are 
excellent and do exactly what I want them to do. I've been using, I've been printing stuff like crazy lately and I don't show most of it cause it's, I needed tray. Did I show you these trays before? Oh no. Those are cool. So, so I started, this has been done. I didn't come up with this idea, but I, I wanted a tray. Uh, if you're watching the video, you can see this tray. It's just a really simple little, uh, plastic tray. Right. And I, I found a model for one of these and then I realized, oh, I wish it was a different size, but if I scale the whole thing, the proportions will be weird. So I just modeled one and it's parametric infusion. So I can just, I want it to be 10 inches square and it just scales up all of everything stays the same except for the bottom part, um, bottom, you know, size. So I did that. And then I was like, <clears throat> if I can scale it correctly, easily with the parameters, then I should just be able to make them so that they nest. So I just changed the size and now I have like nesting little trays that fit in that little groove and they don't slide around. And then I started going, Oh wait, if I could do that, then I could do this and I could embed magnets or I can make clips so that they lock together on the outside. And then I can make a desk organizer that goes right here in front of my keyboard, you know, and I'm just like, like idea after idea after idea. Mm -hmm. And this is all, off camera, not project work, but I'm using these printers and I'm finally, it's so funny because I'm finally becoming the person that everybody thought I was in regard to 3D, <laughs> printer, to 3D printers. Right. You know, everybody just assumes like, yeah, if you have a 3D printer, then you just 3D print everything. And I've always been so resistant to it. Like it needs to be used sparingly or I don't know. And so now I'm like, Cool. I got a bunch of these batteries. These need a thing to go in. I'm going to model this and make a little battery holder. That's actually what's on the printer right now is battery holders for these batteries. <laughs> Yesterday, I did battery holders for a different battery. And my point is I'm just finding... <laughs> Look at this. Okay, here's another example. This is another thing I wanted to talk about. I needed these, these, uh, these drives. I got these drives. And... I didn't want to pay for the enclosures, so I found a model of the enclosure and started printing enclosures for them. And then I realized I had like 10 of them, so then I modeled and printed a little holder for the drive. <laughs> That's and, wild. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I can make anything. <coughs> I can make anything. And I know if Josh is listening right now, he's probably rolling his eyes because he – that's what he did. That's what he does <laughs> all the time. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, but I can, it, I it's can just, see – it's it. Go ahead. I can see that you are excited about that because it solves a problem yeah. and it feels yeah. so good to make something like that. And that's exactly what your viewers want to see. They want to see you be yeah. excited to make something. Yeah. 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 That's funny. So I, I see that you doing the video is showing all those things you did, plus come up with 20 more mm -hmm. that are seemingly yeah. useless, but useful. Like and it's make, weird because make a tray for one spoon. It Make feels like it would be a, a review for those printers, but the fact of the matter is, I don't like. I like those printers. I'm glad that I have those printers. The fact that those printers just work, mm -hmm. the fact that they are invisible in the process, is the reason that I'm excited about being able to make this stuff. Because I don't, then I don't have to design a tray and then fight with a printer for five days to get it to actually do the thing that I want it to do. They just work. I send this to the printer. I sent those battery holders to the printer. Before I hit record, and I, I haven't gone in there to look, I can hear it going. I know it's working. <laughs> I know it's going to be fine. Yeah, you can hear it. Sorry. Um, but I think that's the thing. It's that they're invisible in the process. So it makes the process way more productive or useful or something. I don't know. So I'm trying to figure out how to take that idea and figure out if it needs to be wrapped around a specific item, a mm -hmm. tool, or if... It's about maybe it's about the idea and not about the tool, and the tool is just a little actor in the story, or you know, mm -hmm. that's where I'm at with that. And so I'm trying to figure out how to do it and how to be able to do it in the future. If I come up with another, you know, I stumble across another tool that like I want to talk about, but I don't want to just be like, hey, let's review the new iPhone, right. whatever, whatever, you know. So, it ne it needs a hook not only for the viewers, but it needs a hook to make you excited about making the video. True. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, I also wonder if those types of videos for me, if the meat of it, the excitement of it, the the thing of it is like a minute or two minutes or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not sure if it's, if there's enough there to really 
tease yeah. out into a full well, that's the uh, that is the challenge of being a YouTuber is trying to figure out how to turn that minute of excitement into a full video that yeah. because saying you're excited about something doesn't necessarily translate to being excited about something you have to you have to problem solve and you have to figure out how to show that excitement in a video yeah and that's the that's a challenge and jimmy uh yeah that tool was 30 some dollars it was 39 dollars and 12 cents for that yep, circular yep, saw. Right yeah it was really cheap for a circular saw for a circular saw and it's yeah. well corded built. stuff is very corded stuff is very cheap these days it's like very inexpensive wow. not yeah. necessarily cheap 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 but yeah yeah inexpensive because nobody's buying it before you uh before moving on i do have a question my saw stop table saw it's a three horsepower you turn it on most of the noise that you hear is the blade spinning and pulling and pushing that air it's it's a really quiet machine when i turn Mm -hmm. on the tiny little when table saw the bench top table saw it is insanely loud like I can't yeah. even turn it on before I even cut wood. I have to have ear protection on. It's so loud. Why is this t- benchtop tool so much louder than a three horsepower table saw? That's a good question. And maybe it's dampened I, quite a bit in all the steel and the weight. Yeah. Yeah. The that's sound what is I was going to say. Dampened into the ground, potentially. Yeah. I mean, you have a lot less vibration with a, you know, a cast iron top and steel base and hmm. all that stuff is just holding it down. Versus thin metal on thin legs or whatever. It's just yeah. all the little parts are shaking. It's like my Land Cruiser. Like the the white one is pretty quiet because it's tight. The green one, it sounds like you're driving a box of hammers because everything <laughs> you touch, every piece is. So. By the way, do you have your white Land Cruiser back yet? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a story, Jimmy. So... Uh, I've tried not to. I know we've talked about it a whole bunch of times. Yeah, it's I've a character not in the like, show now. It is now. Yeah, it's the fourth member. I've tried not to give every little detail about the process because I know it's obnoxious to people who like. Oh, he's talking <laughs> about his dumb car again. It never comes back. Um, okay, so a couple weeks ago, I, I think I told you they had the engine in. It's running. They were driving it around, and they found that it was losing power at like forty, and so they were trying to figure that out. I let them do that for a while. Didn't talk to him for a couple weeks. I called him yesterday. (laughs) He goes, he goes, you are, well, we, we took the head off. I'm like, okay, Okay. this brand new engine rebuild. You just took the head off. Right. Turns out what he thinks is happening. It's losing power at 40. Once it heats up and it starts smoking at 40. And they're the engine rebuilders. No, this is the shop that's putting it in. But but Not the engine the, rebuilder is their subcontractor. Yes. Yes. So, and he was like, the guy that built the engine, like, he's really good. And he, we never have any problems with the stuff that he, you know. So it's possible that there's a problem with the build that on his end, but it's unlikely because he's really good. At oh, it. so they're setting up blaming the block? No, they're blaming the head. So he thinks the block is good. He thinks there's probably a crack in the head that when they pressure test it, is not visible because it's cold, but then when it heats up, the steel in the head expands, the crack opens, and then moisture gets in. And I, I don't. After that, he was just like, I don't know, jargony stuff. <laughs> so uh, he was like, "Well, we have two options. We can either send the whole block. We can pull the engine, no, <laughs> and send it back to the guy and have him fix it, or we still have your old engine." The head on the old engine was fine. It threw a rod. It didn't mess the head up. So he huh. was like, we can pull the head from the old engine, put it on the new block. Theoretically, if that's the problem, it will be fine. If that's not the problem, then we'll have to pull the whole engine and send it back to him with a new head, which means we'll have to pay for some of that work to be done twice. And So he was basically just like, this thing's a pain in my butt. In the time that I've been working on your engine, I've put f- like four other ones into other vehicles and I've just, you know, they're moving through and how is, so how is the, how are they, have you given them any money? Are you paying? You, you just, I, ga- I have an auto pay and they, I, they take a thousand dollars every month. No, I gave them <laughs> 1500 bucks at the beginning. This is a year and a half ago. Right. I gave them 1500 bucks as like a, down payment, whatever. No. 
And he told me it was going to be in the range of, he said, oh, it'll probably be somewhere between like four and $7,000, depending on how much they have to do to the engine. Most of it is on the- No, it's nine. The shop, <laughs> the the machine shop end of things. He didn't know their cost exactly based on the build. He had a pretty good idea of his own labor. And then after a year, I started complaining about it. And he was like, well, yeah, no, we're still waiting. I'll give you a discount on our labor. Whenever we get it. Um, and then a couple of months ago when I called, I was talking to another guy there and I said, you know, I'm worried about how much this is going to cost because you guys have had it for a really long time. You're continuing to work on it. It was on a lift for like a month and a half, eating up one of their lifts where they could be working on other cars. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. You know, Travis is not going to charge you any more than what he told you up front. And, you know, it's whatever he reassured me that that would not be an issue but the fact of the matter is until i go up and get the keys in my hand i'm not going to know what they're going to totally charge me for it. so as, i am scared about that as one of uh, as one of the top listeners of this podcast i listen i every single episode i've listened to every single one as one of the top <laughs> listeners i want you to call them every tuesday so when we record on wednesday oh. you can report okay yeah Updates. Yeah. All right. All right. I don't think yeah. there'll be that much to report. And to be honest, I, I've i been trying. I mean, the guy's really responsive and stuff. And I don't want to bother him to the point to where he's like, oh, it's this guy again. I'm just not going to tell him anything. Or he's like, already you know, there. Avoid the phone call. Well, <laughs> you know, I thought he was there because he is kind of short when he talks. You know, like he's a, he's very just like, yeah, yeah. Um, but when I was talking to him yesterday, he, he was like taking his time to explain what the problem was and what he was worried about and what he thought the options were and everything. And he was like, here, I'm going to give you my, my personal number. If you find anything on the forums or if you put out information for something that I can't find or whatever, please text me links so that I, you know, he's trying to get the right information. Does he know that you have this, uh, outlet? I don't believe so. (laughs) Does he know who you are? I don't think it would matter. It's not like it's not like I'm going to go to YouTube and be like, "Hey, everybody, don't go to this one shop that's on the corner but across what from Best I Buy have, in Elizabeth I mean, Town, Kentucky." I, I haven't really been. I, I guess I, I do this every once in a while. I, people who know me know me that I make YouTube movies and stuff, and I, I always kind of dabble with the idea of like, like Ken, for instance, who's my stonemason, who's doing the house down the block. Ken is absolutely has no interest in being on camera, but once in a while when he sees himself on camera, he gets excited. His daughter, I know his daughter is his assistant. She gets excited. So I don't explicitly say you're going to be on camera, but every once in a while, now he's, now he's involved. He'd be like, do you want to film this before I put the stone? I'm like, yeah, actually oh, I do. Cool. So that's, yeah. You know, but <clears throat> like a garage like this, I'd say, Hey, I go, you know, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I'm a, I'm a YouTuber and I got a big channel and I got a big fan base and I want to kind of show the process. And if you guys are okay with me showing the process and filming a little bit, you know, you guys might get in a video that gets a quarter million views. That would tickle their fancy and get them a little, I mean, I would set it up like that. And then another thing, this is a tip to either you or whoever else is listening. Whenever I get into something like, for instance, I did all that road work in the back. That road work in the back was $40,000. I I built a road that comes around and connects all the barns. It was $40,000. It was 800,000 pounds of stone to create this road that ended up being like about 200 yards long and uh, a big open field between the two barns in the back. So it's kind of like you come through my property and it's all overgrown weeds. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're in this big open area and it's off the road. You can't see it. Uh, So we did this whole thing. I knew it was going to be expensive. I didn't know how much it was going to be, but I thought it was going to be like 35,000. But because we used so much rock, it ended up going to 40000 But the reason I bring that up as an example is I gave him 10 to start, and then trucks just kept coming. And then I got nervous. And this took about three months. Trucks just kept coming. And I was like, here's another 10. <laughs> right. Because I don't want to feel the pain later. And yeah, then trucks right. just kept coming. And then the guy, I'm like, hey, help, do you want to go to here? Do you want? And we had a land surveyor map the road so that it had the right curves for drainage and everything. It was done properly. And uh, and I gave him another 10. And, <laughs> and then a five. And over the course, so I didn't wait till the end to have to write a big giant check that was going to be painful. 
thankfully I had the money and, you know, money was coming in this time last year. So I was able to pay for it. But that idea of waiting for the big gut punch always scares me. So I yeah. always pay guys as I go. I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't remember an example where I work with a complete stranger like you're working with someone that doesn't have any awareness of who you are and, you know, like when I go into AutoZone and stuff like that, these guys see me come in all the time, but they don't know who I am. They think I'm just some idiot New Yorker that bought a farm up here and doesn't know how to start a car because I'm constantly coming in there and buying starter fluid from these guys. <laughs> you guys sell gasoline in here? <laughs> yeah. Like, you got any more starter fluid? The other day when I bought 10 cans of starter fluid to put in every vehicle that I have, every lawnmower. <laughs> so every lawnmower, every ride-on mower, every tractor, everything is going to have a can of starter fluid like <laughs> sitting next to the carburetor. I'm going to tie a string to it. Uh, yeah, so that, I mean, I, I kind of tempt it just this way. It's almost, it's like a Mexican standoff. It's like, you guys could write your own story. You want to make it bad? You, you're going to make it bad. You want to make it good? You make it good. It's up to you. But yeah. Come at I mean, it with I, like a fun, it's too late now, but you come at yeah. it with like a fun, hey, you guys want to be part of the process? I'm going to show how you guys do this because I'm learning and I don't know how to fix an engine and I want to learn I did tell him at the beginning that I, when I thought it was going to be six weeks, I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to make a video about this. That's kind of all I said about it. I'm going to make a video, but I was wondering if I could come in and just shoot some of you like putting it in and stuff like that. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, sure, I guess. Like, I don't know, whatever. That's, that's his demeanor. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's for sure, you can. Well, I'll tell you, this reminds me of a funny story. But then it was like a year and a half later, and I didn't ever do anything. This reminds me of a very funny story. Uh, Albany Steel, who I would go in and buy steel, go in and buy steel, go in and buy steel. I never said, hey, because every guy that works there, you you see him once, you never see him again. The counter guy, Bob, eventually started being there more often, and he retired. Now there's a new guy. But the counter guy began to know me and Taylor because we were constantly coming in there and buying steel. And then somebody there recognized my name and started telling everybody I make YouTube videos. But early on, when I used to go there, I had a cutout. I had them cut out these letters for me for a bullet bourbon sign, the half-inch thick steel. And I said, hey, can I film the process? I make YouTube videos. The guy went, absolutely not. No one's allowed in the back. I was like, can I give you the camera? And you feel, no, no filming at all. And then when the video went up, and they saw like I just like I was like oh I went to this place and they cut the letters they wouldn't let me see how it was done they were like oh um, oh wow like they realized what an opportunity they missed and I didn't hmm. badmouth them I was just like all right that's like absolutely because it's like highly industrial and plus you know they just they're just old school they don't understand the power of the internet they still don't their website looks like it was made like you know it's did you ever see the like the pixelated websites it looks like that oh yeah. Uh, so they, they didn't understand the potential. And now a couple of the guys do. So when I call in and make an order, they're like, oh, what are you making? You making something fun? You know? I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes the female operators recognize me. But, uh, and I got to know Bob the most who retired. But the point I'm making is, is you know, sometimes these people just don't realize the potential. And then, you know, like if you go, I'm making a video. He's like, okay, that's cute. <laughs> everyone's got facebook you know like you say no 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 no. i have five million followers i would be like look this is my instagram this is my you know you're not a good bragger bob you gotta come live in new york i am for a minute. absolutely not i hate doing that <laughs> i would rather yeah. i would rather go in like with the hood on and be like hey can you just do this thing for me please and i'll pay you for it <laughs> i'll pay you in six years from now yeah yeah. No, I would go uh, in there know. with I would go in there with my phone open to my thing that accidentally says yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, wait, hold on. Here. Look at that. That's me. Huh? Look at that giant hold number on. next to that. Huh. Yeah, this is my channel by the way. This is if you want to be in a video, this is you, you, two, 2 million? Re- really? I'm like, yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's no big deal. It only took me I'm 18 just pointing minutes it out to you cuz it's no big deal. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I don't know about the car. I don't I don't um, I was telling Jenny yesterday, I'm honestly, I hate that I'm over it, but I'm kind of getting over it mm. because I, I really do love that vehicle and I was, I've been looking forward to it, but at this point it's been so long that, you know, I, I haven't driven it in a year and a half. I haven't, like, I'm beginning to be like, well, I mean, like, what's the point? It's just. What's it, what's annoying is there's somebody in the audience that could take that car and get it running in a weekend, get it perfect. Like I, yeah. I have a, when I took over Aaron's space, 
when Aaron passed and I took over his space in my little complex, it's like a little 1,000 square foot garage. And I ended up subletting it to this kid, Silas, who's a tiny town forge. He's an amazing knife maker. He's unbelievable. Young. He's only, he's like a little mini Alex Steele. You know, he's, he's probably 21 now. Uh, but he started renting the place a few years ago and he's an amazing, but on top of that, he's an incredible mechanic. He has a little Volvo and, I, and he's, he's always dirty. I go, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I just put a, I put the, the other engine in the Volvo tonight. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, it only took me a few hours. He pulls the engine out and puts a new engine in. And then like the other day they have a Suburban and uh, him and his friend, Mike, I go, what are you doing? oh, we're going to, we're going to take the engine out of the Suburban. We're going to put it in that pickup truck. I'm like, really? When are you going to do that? I want to watch. He's like, I don't know. We'll probably get to it like three in the morning. I'm like, eh, probably going to be in bed. Wow. But these type of guys exist where to them, it's no big deal. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. this guy's, you know, obviously making a, making a dollar, but I'm putting it out there because Bob won't ask because Bob doesn't tell anybody. He's got 5 million followers. I, I don't think have, s- what are you talking about? I don't have 5 <laughs> million how many, followers. How many you got? Four hundred. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just picking on you, Bob. But if there's somebody in the audience that wants to come and rescue Bob's car, some geek engine guy. <laughs> See, here's the deal: you have to break into the shop, you have to steal yeah. the car that won't drive, exactly. and then take it somewhere and fix it. That's a good video for. right there. <laughs> That'll get you five no, million I mean, if, followers right there. Yeah. No, I'm just fantasizing. Like, let's say, imagine a scenario where you just buy your car out of hawk. You just buy it back. Whatever. And maybe it runs and it only goes 40 miles an hour. You buy it back. Okay, cool. He gets it. Yeah. You get a discount because it's not where it's supposed to be. You get it back. And then you make a movie with a fan that is would love to fix it just to hang out with you and do it. And just, yeah. to, you know, that's a fantasy. So this way you don't lose. I'm trying to help you from losing your heart for your favorite card. Hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, and yeah, I mean, that is a, a kind of a worry is that, you know, I really do like this thing. And I've, t- I've said it before, as much as I've never been a car person, I'm a car person now. And specifically for Land Cruisers. And I don't want to lose that because I, I enjoy it. And what's funny is that, you know, you're talking about those people that can just like, I'm going to pull an engine and put in a new engine. Or I'm going to just replace this giant thing or whatever. I want to be that person. I want to be able to do that. I'm interested enough in car stuff now, knowing that my knowledge level is absolutely like point zero 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 one, but I want it to be higher. And I regret the fact that I took this thing to somebody else to do. I really wish that I had kept it and spent a year and a half learning how to do the same work myself. But even if it was in the exact same state that it is right now, I would have the knowledge of. I see. This is a perfect montage. Steps. This is a perfect montage in like an eighties. Well, but movie I can't where... get that year back. That's not that. You yeah, know, it's not don't like worry I about it. Montage we'll start my now. Way into knowledge. We start now. <laughs> you get you buy the car out of hock with a with the forty mile an hour limit. You bring it to somebody who's fan who's listening right now. Who's like hey, he's guys looking at the radio right now going that's me it's me it's me it's me oh, I've gotten one. messages from the guy I know who you're talking about <laughs> near me like <laughs> and and then then you do the thing where you then you're like you know you hold this belt loop while he pulls the engine out and you help him and like you know you do like the, like wipe all the 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 lifters off you know and he's telling you what to do I could imagine the montage now yeah and then in the end you drive off in the sunset ah uh, going forty three miles, miles thirty nine miles an hour. <laughs> Two miles an hour. <laughs> uh, so speaking of cars, I spent last week, not last week, last week on Thursday, I spent the entire day, I did the like the body work on the Gia that I was talking about doing the video. And I just did body filler and sanding and stuff all day long. <laughs> and it was such a weird day because I was making a video about the process, about the process being a lot of work and very little to show for it. You know what I mean? And so I knew going into it, I'm going to be working really hard all day long and I'm going to get to the end and it's going to look like I did absolutely nothing. You should bring it back to original unless you're like making it into a fish or something for a parade. No, I'm bringing, but I mean, yes, it is closer to being done, but visually it looks exactly like it did. It just, you know, the spots of body filler are slightly different shaped or in different places or whatever. But, it was weird because I, I worked on, I think my, my technique got better for applying filler and sanding and stuff like that throughout the day. So it was good. But again, you can't see that. Um, 
but I worked all day and very little changed even from like feeling like I had any sections done or close to done or anything, you know, I just didn't get it. And then the last hour, the back quarter panel, there's a big area where there was just tons of stuff and I hammered a bunch of it out and I did a whole bunch of work to it. Still wasn't close. So I did body filler. And in the last hour, this big section, like three feet wide, went from like just terrible to, hey, like this is almost there. Hmm. Like I could see the curve was back. Ooh. It wasn't it wasn't curve with dents. It was oh the curve's there now. The compound, the big sweeping you know, it's not done. It's definitely not sanded well enough yet. But it wasn't terrible. <laughs> and after a day's worth of work, and that last little bit, all of a sudden feeling like, oh wait, like this is progress. I can see progress right here. It felt really cool. Nice. And Oddly enough, gave me more desire to do. I wanted to stay for like into the night and just do more body filler, but I had stuff I had to do. Oh, so that's cool. Uh, I'm really anxious to get back out there and spend some more days like that of just with the camera off and just move it along and just really push each one of those sections. And I did the thing again where I, at the end of the day, I went around the entire vehicle with a Sharpie and just everything I saw just make a tick mark or make a circle around it or whatever. And the number of those things, there's still big areas that have to be done, but the the number of little things that I haven't done anything with is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And everything is getting a little bit better and a little bit better, you know, and there were a few sections that are completely done like small. um, You're, you're muted, Jimmy. Your your camera's off, Bob. I think. I see. Mm. Nope. I see him. I don't know. My oh. internet's weird these days. Okay, I can't see you. But anyway, it's uh, it's moving along, and there's still a long way to go. But it is actually really gratifying to get some work in. And I want to do more of that good. stuff, you know, to move it along. So it was cool. That's good. Did you even mention um, what video you're working on next? Mm, I did not. I'm trying to think what that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the give video is the next one that oh. will be out. Actually, that yeah. Um, and it's it's a different type of video because it's I was doing one thing a bunch of times, so it's like a lot of body filler and a lot of sanding. So I tried to make the video uh, a little different in that it's broken up from like work talking, work talking, work talking. But the talking is my Uh-oh. my wife is in and out of the door over there and it's slamming, so I apologize. But <clears throat> it, the talking is like I answered questions and then I talked about. Uh, you know, a different things. And so it's a different feel. We also have a different editor for this one. And I, we have a new editor that we're working with. And so I went to them and said, here's a bunch of footage. We've trained you up on doing project videos and this is not a project video. <laughs> so here's a bunch of different types of footage. It's a different tone video. You don't have to follow the guide that we gave you about how videos should be. So be creative. So we'll see how this video turns out. <laughs> Cause you know, it's kind of like maybe not fair to the editor to give them so much freedom and expect them to do what, you know, something really good, but I'm interested to see how that's going to turn out. Hmm. So that's the next one. And then um, after that, I'm working on, I mean, right now I'm working on a big light fixture for over our kitchen table. And this has been something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Uh, We tried to find, you know, we did the whole kitchen. We have this big, long table in there right in front of two big windows. And it's in a corner. And we've been trying to find a light fixture to go there that fits the format of the table, but fits in front of windows. And we have not had any luck for a couple of years now. So I finally decided I'm just going to make something and it's either going to look really awesome or terrible. And I have no idea which either way I'm excited about making it Mm. and I've got it all figured out theoretically. So at this point, it's just a matter of some welding and some electrical and some laser work and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit anxious about it because it may just look dumb <laughs> but it's a big <laughs> thing that's going to take a long time and it's a lot of like yeah i don't know we'll see so that's what i'm that's what i'm working on 
Mm. And that puts I us thought, at almost an hour hmm. talking about I thought I was going to have a video this week. I'm not sure. I still have all day today and tomorrow. Hmm. So I don't know. I might have something, but maybe I probably won't. I got too much on my mind. Yeah, I think I think that's forgivable. You know? Yeah. You don't have to do videos all the time. And it's it's getting to that part of the year where, I mean, outside of your situation, that part of the year where, like, I'm ready to wrap stuff up. I'm ready to kind of, like, you know, take a Christmas break or uh, something. Um, and the, the difficult thing about what we do is the best ad revenue of the year is this month. So if we take a break, like, we <laughs> right. break, we're kind of missing out, you know? Yeah. But, best ad revenue this month and then next month and then the following two are the worst. So yeah. it's, it's always yeah. a good time to take advantage of December, but you can only yeah, do what you can do. Taking a break in January actually makes more sense yeah. for us probably. But Jan- The first week of January, I'm going to take a chair class with Greg Pennington. Ooh. He's the, the chair guy that oh, April wow. and, and Ann have always shown. He's a good dude. I met him one time when I was down in Nashville. And so me and a few guys are going to go down to a chair making class starting on like the second or maybe the third in Nashville for a week. So that should be fun. You driving or flying? I think we're gonna, I'm going to fly. Me and Derek's going to come. I think Derek is, he hasn't confirmed yet, but if Derek comes, I might fly with him out of Boston. And then Patrick is going to be there too. Patrick's going to drive. So Patrick will drive home anything we make. Just because I, I, cool. I'd have to leave and, you know, it, it would add like three extra days to the trip. Hmm. So I was going to say, you could come through here and hang out. I mean, if, if it's fine, if whatever, change. you know, <laughs> no big deal. Doesn't hurt my feelings. It's fine. I'll come help you pull the head. There you go. Okay, there yeah. you go. <laughs> you can help me steal my car back. <laughs> As cool. they're arresting me, I'd be like, look, I have two million followers. He's got five. Yeah, you can't put me in jail. <laughs> Haven't you seen my... Don't you know who I am? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, you guys got anything else for this week? No. No, that's it. We we were gonna talk about what we're gonna be like when we're old men, but we could do that oh, in a week. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> we actually <laughs> we had a topic. We'll save it. Yeah. We did. Like, what, how okay. do we picture ourselves as old men? So that'll be next week. Yeah, and we'll forget next week too. Yeah, we so will. Yeah, cool. exactly. All right. Well, um, let me thank our Patreon supporters. We have a new new supporter this week. Nick Ryan jumped on at the the top tier. Uh, big thanks to Nick for hopping on and helping out the show. Uh, along with Nick is Corey Ward, Albers Woodworks, Works by Solo, Chad from Mancrafting, Chad's Custom Creations, Rich at Low and Design, Odin Leather Goods, Sean Beckner, Scott at Dad It Yourself DIY, The New Janky Workshop, Warren Works, Michael Manedjian, The Web Ranch, Specialties, and Crabtree Creative. But there's a whole bunch of other people. Like, uh, let's see, who haven't I said anything about in a while? Samuel Gable. There's a bunch of people that help us out over on patreon.com slash making it. They all get the after show. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you. Is more show after this, often secret stuff or other stuff. Jimmy tells us about all of his TV show opportunities. and There's something that. brewing. Oh, it's very boy. small, but it's brewing. It's very small. I'll okay. tell you about it. Is it a coffee show? Because that would be a fantastic mm. pun. If no, 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 no. No, that's about nope, right. nope, Anyway, nope, if you want to get the after cars. show. It's about fixing cars, but they got to only go 40 oh. miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> cool. I got, I got a new uh, idea well, today. You can find out about that if you get the after show by going to patreon.com slash making it, and you can help us out. We appreciate it. Or don't. That's cool. That's all right. Whatevs. So, yeah, no big deal. You guys got anything to recommend this week? I'm gonna go I with. I look for something. Uh, I'm I'm nearly positive I've mentioned him before, but he continues to make great videos where I learn something, and that's Stumpy Nubs. And he just has a. It's obvious he has a lot of experience in what he does, and he's just got great tips. And I like his angle of approaching videos. So Stumpy Nubs. I watch most of Stumpy's stuff. He's good. Yeah. He uh, he really digs into the trolls. He has fun mm-hmm. with the trolls. He'll make a video and then make a video about the trolls in that video. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. He does good with it. Uh, I'm going to talk about there's a great little channel called Speed Bump Garage. It's a young kid. He's like maybe, it probably looks like he's 12 or 15, maybe 13. And his dad owns a junkyard and his dad 
I just, this is the video that I saw. It's probably old at this point if you follow him. His dad said, you can have any one of those cars out there that you can get started. So he, he picked oh. an old Ford Ranchero and got it started. And now he's working on that car. Plus, the kid seems to really know exactly everything. He's, he's, he reminds me of Derek Bieri from Vice Grip because the kid is very smart. He knows how to do everything. He's only like 12 years old and he's got the confidence of, of a 50-year-old man. It's amazing. He's, he's really, really entertaining to watch. Check out Speed Bump Garage. And then also uh, Marquez Brownlee's review on the Cybertruck is really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's just such a pleasure to mm -hmm. watch if you don't watch Marquez Brownlee. I will never own... the reviews on everything. I, I, I can't say I'll never. I, I have no interest in Android phones, but I will watch his reviews on Android phones because he's <laughs> yeah, just so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's so good at what he does. He really is amazing. He's just like... The way he pr presents, he's just such a pleasure to watch and the way it's filmed is amazing. It's just like... It's like watching a computer talk about a computer. And like... <laughs> Except he's got a little bit more no, personality no, I mean, than a computer. <laughs> no, but I mean, he's like, he's like, he's almost like AI. He's like, so he presents so perfectly, pleasantly, pleasantly, pleasantly. I that's the right word. Hmm. I, I just, I watch him doing reviews and I'm like, if I had to do that review, I'd be stumbling and um and stuttering. I'm just saying, he's oh, just, I see what you mean. He, and, and he just knows so much about everything, which is crazy because that's his business. But him reviewing the car is funny. He talks about the seams on the body panels and everything. It's, it's interesting seeing those giant panels on the Cybertruck. He talked a little bit about how they, they stamp them because the guys at the factory told them that they're, they're stainless. So they have to stamp them, over stamp them so that when they bounce back, they bounce back to the right shape that they want to stay at. Because oh, yeah. if you stamp them to the shape that you think that they're going to stay at, they'll bounce back a little bit because stainless is that is that type of material. And everything, if you notice, the car has just big, broad, flat panels, whereas a regular car has multiple bends in it. And a multiple bend panel, you stamp it, it stays that way because it has all these angles working against one another. Those big, broad panels on the Cybertruck are just big, long, flat things. Yeah, and the interesting thing about that video is he talks about that that spring back and he's like there's no way that this can be consistent between vehicle to vehicle you're, you're probably going to find right bigger panel gaps yeah. on one <laughs> than the other yeah yeah hmm. interesting i'll have to check it out i just um, can't wait i can't wait to see whistling diesel destroy oh my gosh yes <laughs> you know it's coming <clears throat> well um so mine is is I don't know. It's derivative of last week's. So last week I was talking about the documentary Beckham, which I had, at the time had only watched the first episode of. I watched. We watched the entire thing since then. It's very good. Like I didn't know a lot about that guy, and I'm pretty impressed with that guy. Um, he he's a very he has a measured way of talking. You can tell he doesn't talk a whole lot, but he's very careful about what he says. And I mean, it was edited too, you know, so that have something to do with it but anyway it was a really good thing but then we found that there was also a show on disney plus where it's called save our squad and that's so the recommendation for this week is save our squad <clears throat> and it's about him going back to the club that he played at when he was at like uh, 10 years old or 11 years old or something like that and this these boys who are i guess he, they're probably 12 13 um He's going back to kind of mentor a bunch of young boys in East London. And we've only watched a couple episodes of it so far, but it's really cool seeing somebody who has been wildly successful and has lived a life the, at that age decided, I want to play for Manchester United. And then like a couple of years later, started playing for Manchester United and then did for ever. And then on to this awesome team and this awesome team and played in the World Cup and captained the England team and you know like he just like kept outdoing himself mm. and it started at this place where somebody invested in him and so now he's going back and he's investing in these oh, boys cool. yeah and it's it's neat to see you know it's just it's a like a feel good you know it's just a good show um and so the place that we're at my wife and i are at in life is we're surrounded by soccer we're surrounded by our kids and other kids who are trying to decide how dedicated they want to be to something that they love 
Like, is it going to be a thing they do now for a little while, or is it going to be a thing that they really pursue to see how far it can take them? And so it's interesting talking to our kids about work ethic and effort and when that effort is diminishing, you know, like you can throw yourself at something really hard, but at some point you have to decide whether it's actually worth that effort or think if that you gotta, effort should be put You think in you got to back them in the clan? Oh, I don't know about that, but I think, I think it's just like with their schooling, you know, if they work hard enough, it can give them opportunities to do other things. And so I think not that they're necessarily going to be a Beckham. Um, p- being having the work ethic to to stay hard at something can give them other opportunities. And so it's interesting talking to them about that stuff, and then seeing a show and a couple of shows that are about somebody really just digging in and working hard at something that they enjoy doing, um, and it taking a really long time too. This isn't just like I worked hard this summer and now I have this trophy. You know, this is all about long-term effort and long-term investment. I'm, I'm talking about my kids. Um, and so having a couple of these shows show proof of that is, hmm. I don't know, that's good. That's good. And it applies to the thing that they're interested in. So it makes a lot of sense. But anyway, go check that out. It's a good show. Both of them are good. You guys got anything else? Hmm. I think that's it. Okay. Next week, we'll talk about being old men. Mm. Well, lots, lots <laughs> of noises like, next week. <laughs> next week will be old men. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, see you next Thank time. Thank you. Thank you. It's a yard. Love you.